Welcome to the Daily Illini Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Brendan Jones. Joined as always with Gabby Hajduk, Alec Bussey, and Josh Peach. Guys, how are you feeling today? Feeling good. Um, wasn't snowing today. That's a plus. Yeah, all the snow melted. Sun was shining, so snow's gone. I feel like maybe that was just like the one rough patch of April, and now we're, now we're smooth sailing. Alec, how was it in the south? <laughs> Not south. <laughs> Not south. We love the Mason Dixon line. Uh, no, it's still not like spring weather. Like yeah, it's no. like sixty degrees, but it's like April eighteenth. Like I don't know. I guess that's normal. I'd have to look at the forecast though. It was cold yesterday. It was horrible weather yesterday. It was ugly. It was like gray and gloomy all day. It's I don't really have that like disorder or like condition where like my mood is affected by the weather. Like that's a real thing. I don't have it, but sometimes I feel like I kind of do. Like I woke up yesterday and looked out the window and I was like. Like yeah. seasonal depression? No, I feel that, yeah. Seasonal depression. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. But, Josh? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Been binging some Netflix. Just laying low, enjoying the weekend. No, nah, I feel that. Josh has never seen Friday Night Lights. So it's true, I haven't. Yeah, I don't know how you can like be a sports media person and never watch that. Um, That'll be the next you'll show. You'll get there. You'll get there. After all, like, American. It's You're such a, a perfect depiction of sports high schools no i mean but like we talked about how much we love like sports movies sports all that but like i don't know not that's a good depiction of like high school sports it's such a good, good depiction of high school football in texas and like yeah, how no, big of a deal it is in texas and like i don't know if because we all hear that like how big of a deal it is but then like you actually like see it it's it's unbelievable i feel like they did such a good job shooting that show and i don't know if there's a show that's ever had such a changing cast and continue to produce really good episodes on a consistent basis i don't know i feel like i don't i never watched Grey's anatomy but i have the feeling it's fallen off we well, yeah because we're on season like 14 or something i just gotta end it at some point no. yeah no i stopped watching it like 11 10 or 11 it just <laughs> it got to be too much no nah, yeah I feel that. let's get to what everybody's here for um thanks alec uh for setting this up but we we got the opportunity to sit down and not sit down. I mean, zoom with, with Ayo Um Everybody knows him who listens to this podcast. Um, it was a, it was a, it was a really fun interview. Um, we got some stuff and yeah, if you guys want to listen, it's right here. And now we're welcoming uh, Ayo Desumu. Ayo, how are you doing right now? I'm doing pretty good. Just got down plus 2K. Definitely. Definitely. Um, Obviously, this time is weird for everybody having to be in quarantine and stuff. Um, with you, obviously, just declaring for the draft, how are you trying to keep in shape during this time? Uh, I'm just trying to find the nearest track. Um, try to find the nearest track. I'm just running, doing a lot of cool work, sit-ups, push-ups, you know, stuff that I can do that, that doesn't involve weights. And just doing yoga, stuff like that. Yeah, definitely. When did – I mean, like, obviously, you've probably been thinking about this throughout this whole year, but do you, do you have a distinct moment that you knew that, you know, this is, it's ready for me to take this next step? Yeah, it was a few games I had where I knew that I was ready for the next level. Pretty much we went through our um, six game winning streak. I knew that um, I was ready to compete at the next level and that um, I'm capable of competing at the next level. And then before that I knew it, but just those were the defining moments. I, you know, you had so many, I mean, great moments in an Illinois uniform, but do you have, like, a single memory that you're going to, you know, stick to the most during your two years at Illinois that you think you're going to remember the most? 
Um, single moment, you know, it has to be Michigan, the Michigan shot. But overall, I'm going to remember this season. I'll say Michigan shot because it was just a great environment on the road. Um, gets a great team. I feel like I remember that the most. I mean, you had a lot of closing moments throughout your whole career, but that's – you say the Michigan one is, like, the one that you're going to remember? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's probably what I'm going to remember the most because it was just the way it ended. You know, uh, we fought the whole game. It was a fun battle. I just feel like I remember that one the most. Yeah. Is that one of your favorite games that you've been able to play? Because, you know, like, the way that that game ended with Michigan kind of almost in a way allowing you guys back into it a little bit and then you guys starting to hit your free throws and everything like that down the stretch, is that one of your more memorable games this past season? Oh, yeah, for sure. It's up there. It was a fun game. Like I said, you know, just being on the road, road environments, I, I, I feel like it's better than the home environment because no one there is rooting for you. Everyone is against you, so it's just fun to go out there and beat teams on their home court. What's that six-game win streak like for you guys? I mean, just a lot of it was on the road, so what was that feeling like? You guys just keep going in to other arenas and just beating these teams? I was just a mindset we had. Um, road kill was our mindset. Um, each each time we went on the road, we tried to make it our own. We just um, tried to implement everything we put into practice into the hard work over the summer, and it showed. Um, we put in hard work, it's going to pay off. I, I mean, this this season was the way that it turned around from, from you know, how you guys performed what would have been your freshman year. Um, it kind of just built on that legacy of, you know, how important you were um, to this to this team, I think when when I kind of look at it, you know, I'm being me being from Chicago, you kind of you declaring to go, you know, to Illinois two years ago, it kind of made it. You're you're you started to lay the groundwork to make it cool to for Chicago kids to you know choose Illinois instead of you know choosing programs across the country. I mean, that's just how I view you. How do you view you know your two years and and what that's going to mean for your legacy? Oh, for sure. That was, that was my goal um, to make it cool and make it, you know, kids can know from Chicago and all over the place. I wouldn't say from Chicago, but just top kids can know that, you know, come to Illinois makes it a great university, especially kids from Chicago, because, I mean, the matter of fact is that if you're from Chicago and you perform, you would get more love just, just because being from this city and that's just how it works. So I just want to um, do something different, change the paths up and just make it that you come to your home state, win, perform, and get to the next level. So, Io, speaking of uh, uh, kids from the city coming, uh, another Morgan Park at Adam Miller is obviously on his way here next year. So how's your relationship with him now and the rest of the Morgan Park team? Uh, I, I got a pretty good relationship with all the players from Morgan Park, going up there, playing open gyms and practicing. You know, just, we just have family there. So I have a pretty good relationship with everybody. Uh, you mentioned, like, the legacy that Chicago kids tend to have after they have a successful career at Illinois. There's been talks amongst fans, you know, of – possibly your jersey going up into the rafters with your impact and everything you did in your two years in Illinois. What would that mean to you to be able to come back in 5, 10, 15 years and see your jersey hanging in the rafters? I mean, it would be a, um, a feeling that I wouldn't be able to explain, you know, putting my all into this program, um, not, making a, not making a tournament for six, seven years, and then having a winning season, winning 21 games, um, finishing the season ranked for the first time in like a decade, you know, all of that, it didn't mean a lot to, you know, go up in the Raptors. And the crazy part about it is that I really didn't get to finish my legacy. I, I didn't get to finish, you know, playing the tournaments. I didn't get to step on the NCAA tournament floor. So, you know, that's something that is just neutral. So um, pretty much, I, yeah, I'd be blessed and honored.
What were you looking forward to most with the opportunity to play in the NCAA tournament? I know that Brad kind of mentioned that you're the best on the big stage, and that's pretty obvious watching you play the last two years. But what were you looking forward to most during your two during your potential tournament run? Oh, that's what I wanted to submit my legacy in Illinois history. You know, I felt like that could have made a, a huge impact on it, not just myself, but the whole team. I feel like we had a chance to do great things. The sky was the limit. So um, it, it really frustrates me at times. You just think about how good this team was and um, what we really could have accomplished. But, you know, it's God's plan. So this is the route that he wants us to take. But that's that's how I look at that. Yeah, definitely. I think Alex said it perfectly. Like, Throughout this season and last season, you showed that, you know, you were the type of person, you know, that would shine in, in a setting like March Madness or the Big Ten tournament. Um, but those tournaments being canceled, did that have any effect on, you know, your decision process, you know, to declare for the draft? Because, like, I mean, you showed that you you were good enough to, you know, pursue this. Um, but did that hold you back at all? Um, I would say – I wouldn't say it held me back, but it, it definitely was uh... – a big bummer not to have the NCAA tournament because believe it or not, some guys they really don't go out and, and scout or they don't really like watch all the games because of so many different teams and so so many different players to cover. So the NCAA tournament, you know, everyone's watching it. Um, it's the last the last days in basketball, the last weeks of basketball. So everyone's watching. So no matter what, you have to watch. So um, I figure I feel like without not having that tournament. I mean, it was a bummer, but still, I feel like I put myself in a position. I know the hard work that I put in, and I'm going to continue to put in to, you know, try to get drafted as high as possible. I think we all saw D Brown, you know, kind of just reach out to you on Twitter and congratulate you. What did that mean? Like, just what kind of level of importance did that have? Just having a guy like him be able to reach out to you and just congratulate on congratulate you on that decision. I mean, it's great. It's a great, you know. Just to be um, had our relationship with him um, from day one. We always had that relationship. He always, you know, gave me advice when I was in high school. Um, he always talked to me. So you know, it's cool to have that connection with him. Him being a Illini, great. And are there any other uh, former Illini that have reached out to you or that you watched and like to watch before uh, before you came to Illinois? I pretty much talked to mostly all of them, where whoever is. Um, into the social media. It's a lot. It's a lot of them. Is there one of those players that's from the past when you were talking just a second ago about your relationship with D, but is he one of the players that you kind of grew up watching the most in an Illini uniform that you kind of connected with the most and was one of your favorite players? Um, no, I wouldn't say I really uh, – when I was growing up, I really didn't look up to him. Um, I, I met him my, my, my senior year, but, I, you know, I heard a lot about him, but I really was – Huge fan of, of D. Will from growing up. Um, just the, the style he played, you know, for the Jazz, the way he played. That's probably one of my favorite point guards growing up. He was a big guard. He, I just loved everything about his game. I know you've talked a lot about just Alana Nation and Orange Crush and the fan support. You know, just what are you going to miss about being at Illinois and having those people surrounding you and just lifting you up every game? Um, they're the best fans in the country. Um, it's Twitter poll going out. I'm pretty sure we're going to win because, you know, they just come and they come each and every day. I mean, I remember last year when we was, what, like 4-12, and 12, the Orange Crush Seal sold out. So this year for them to be able to experience what, what we went through, you know, winning the last game in Iowa, um, so many different great moments. You know, I, re- I pretty much did it for them because they put so much 
um, love into the game, to come out and watch, to set up the arenas, no matter what type of season we're having. Yeah, I think that's why you are so much of an impactful player uh, for Illini fans was that, you know, you said yourself, they're going to show up no matter what. But this kid from, you know, Chicago comes down, you know, chooses to stay in state. You know, you've heard it a million times, like how important you are. Um, so I think that's just why it's going to be so big. Is, are you going to are you going to have like similar thoughts? And like, is that how you're going to remember Illinois? Yeah, for sure. I'm going to remember Illinois as, you know, a program that helped shape me not just becoming a basketball player, but actually becoming a man. Um, the whole university as a whole, you know, going through so much different adversity um, from not to winning 12 games. You know, everyone's saying that coach couldn't, did it, coach couldn't get it done. I couldn't get it done. The players weren't good enough. We were fluked to, you know, coming out this year, winning 21 games, just showing everyone that we were for real. I feel like that's what I really want to remember the most. Was there a turning point this season where you felt like the program had turned the page and you guys had gotten it back to a national relevancy? Um, I felt the whole year. We, I feel like we were back. Uh, we tried to show it. Uh, even when we lost to um, Arizona, I feel like we played a great great first half, second half. We just didn't have the pieces together. We just didn't jail. We lost to Miami. We went down 29, came back, made a one-point game. Um, we lost to Maryland. Um, we were up 14, second half. Just let the game get away. So really, if you look at all of our games, it was no really no game where I could say that we had no chance of winning or that we didn't have a chance to win. It was just about finding the, the right pieces. And that's, that goes with all great teams. You look at any great player, any great team, they always have that season where all the players have to get on the same page. And I feel like that's what um, we did. it. I think so. that's what was so cool about this season was that like the fans knew how good you were, even though you guys struggled a little bit. And it showed the most, I think, when you guys beat Michigan in Champaign and they yeah. were four or five at the time and there was no, nobody stormed the court. It's because they knew that, you know, you guys weren't underdogs by any means yeah, in, that, in that game. Yeah. So sure. uh, before the Maryland game, like that's when the fans were lining up three hours early. And just that was one of the first times that the place was absolutely packed and the energy was just so crazy in there. So how did it feel for you to play in front of an environment like that in, the, in a program that you started to rebuild? It was great. It was great. Actually, you know, the game was sold out. I, I, I really do it for the fans. Like I love it when the fans come to the games. Uh, my fans or the opposing fans, like I just, that just really gets me going. That's what you really play for because they really enjoy the game. Like, I got a guy given talent, but it's actually people who come three hours early to, you know, watch me showcase my talent. So that's pretty much what I love playing the game. Um, I'm sure you're kind of aware of like the conversations, of, like games going on without fans. How hard would that be for you to do? Can you even imagine playing a game, whether it's college or in the NBA or even high school, without fans in a gym? I mean, me personally, I wouldn't like it. Um, I would adjust to it if it was to happen. Of course, I perform in it, but if it was my opinion, I wouldn't like it because I feel like the fans make the game fun, more fun. I feel like the fans just give it the energy, give the excitement. You know, it's just it, it's just fun with the fans there. Either it's my fans or the away fans, like the heckling fans, all that. That's what really makes the game, the high-level game, fun. Yeah, definitely. Gabby, I know you you had some questions that you wanted to hit with, and we kind of wanted to, you know, end this up on a on a good note, on a light note, with some rapid fire questions. If if you're down for it, yeah, that's cool. Let's do it. Okay, okay. So most of it's gonna be like, you know, picking teammates or picking like places, whatever. So first one is who's the best dancer on the team? Uh, best dancer. 
who danced the most, who the best, uh, the best dancer probably, yeah. Alan. Alan. Who danced the most? <laughs> who or what's your favorite place to eat on campus? Uh, Panda probably. Panda Chipotle. Dude, it depends. On that. I, I just switch with those too. What or who's the funniest teammate? Um, probably Allen. No, probably Demonte. One of those two. You can pick one. Who, who's the funniest coach? Uh, oh, for sure. Um, okay, you guys obviously have like a lot of early mornings. So who's the worst morning person? The worst morning person gotta be the Kofi Trent. <laughs> <laughs> who's the well okay then who's the most energetic in the morning? Georgie. Yeah. So you know the things going or the NBA horse tournament going around right now. Who do you think on the team would win a team horse tournament? Uh besides myself, I'll probably have to go with Jake. <laughs> And then you can say you can answer yourself if you want to for this one. But who's the best two K player? Oh, that's me for sure. <laughs> I gotta ask you a question. Right, when you when you play two K and it's just like random head to head, are you a random guy or are you you pick teams randomly or you got a team? That I get my team and I beat on somebody. I don't make it. <laughs> What's your team? I play with my team. Uh, it depends. I pretty much don't play like two K like that. I do like me and my friends, brother. We get like a little draft together. Yeah. We'd play that way. But if I had to pick a team, I'd probably play with um, the Clippers. So you're not – so you you you're t- you're, you're, you and your friends set up a draft and you got the number one pick. Who are you picking? Um, I probably got to go with mm, – this tough. On oh, 2K, I got to go all-time LeBron. He, he, he yeah. cheated on that game. Yeah, he is a cheat. <laughs> All right. If you couldn't get, a, like, a superstar with the number one pick, like one, like, non-superstar player, who are you picking? All time or can we do all time? Yeah, all time. Yeah. Um, do you consider Reggie Miller a superstar? No. No, I think that's a good pick. That's a solid pick. Yeah, I'm on Reggie. He just won me a game earlier. Really? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Has anyone on the team ever beat you in 2K? Yeah, I lost a couple games. I lost a couple games, but I just lose to get them confident so they keep playing. (laughs) Who gives you the biggest who gives you the most competition usually? Probably Tyler. Who's the worst 2K player? Um, besides me, Tyler, and Allen, they all about the same boat. Probably Kofi. Kofi don't play 2K. He trying to run a FIFA all day. You ever play him in FIFA? Yeah, I played him one time, and I beat him, and he was saying, like, he gave me it. Like, he gave me a 2-1 lead, and then he lost. And he tried to make that excuse. Like, that's my fault. You gave me a lead. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I, I thank you so much uh, for joining. Um, thank you for taking the time, you know, to speak with us. Um, no problem. Yeah. Uh, Appreciate know, y'all. Appreciate yeah, definitely. You. All right. Yeah, Ayo, thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Ayo. Thanks, Ayo. Yeah, so it was it was really cool to hear from Ayo, obviously, um, after declaring for the draft. Um, you know, he's he's set on staying in shape during this time and everything. Guys, what was what was, I guess, the biggest takeaway from that? I feel like it's just something we've talked about with Io before, just how much he cares about Illinois and how much he cared about coming in and turning the program around. Obviously, kind of hit on it, just disappointed not being able to get that last chance on the big stage. Like, you know, he had always hoped for at Illinois, him and Brad Underwood, kind of hoping for that chance. But I think you just – 
here you see how much he cares about the fans and just the program in general and getting it back to a national stage. And I think that's a really important thing that he'll be remembered for at Illinois. Um, just being that player that all the fans love, that everybody wants to come watch. But I think it's great to just hear him acknowledge like his love and his admiration for the fans and just for everybody of the Illinois fan base. I echo everything she said. I mean, the amount of what Io did for Illinois is why, you know, fans are having a conversation about his jersey being hung in the rafters. And, like, I don't know. I haven't looked at the numbers on whether or not statistically he deserves that in comparison to other players. But the impact he had on the program from where it was when he arrived to Champaign or even when he committed to Illinois to where it is now is tremendously different. I mean, he got to Illinois and it was a program that hadn't been to the NCAA tournament in six, seven years. And, He's now leaving the program as a top 25 program, top five in the Big Ten, um, and it's set up for success for a really long time. And you think about where the program would be had Iodasumu not decided to put on an Illini shirt and Illini hat in the Jordan Brand store three years ago. <laughs> it's it's scary to think about where the program could be had he not decided to come to Illinois. And I think Illinois fans are always going to be really appreciative of that because he didn't take the easy route, and I know he kind of talked about that. and how he made the difficult decision to come to Illinois. No one was forced him to go two and a half hours south to Champaign, and he could have gone to a, any school in the country he wanted to. He was a highly touted recruit, but he took the hard route, and he came to Illinois, and you can see now that he's opened the door for other top 100 players to do that, whether it's Adam Miller being from Chicago or most recently Luke, Good, Luke, Luke Goodies, sorry, um, from Indiana announcing he wants to come to Illinois. And obviously Andre Corbello is in that conversation as well with top 100 kids and Kofi Coburn. Like, those players weren't going to come to Illinois without someone doing it first. And I would assume open the doors for that. Yeah. I mean, just talking to him was a really cool experience and experience. And then hearing how humble he is too. Like, you know, we've always heard like from people that he's a really good guy, but then you actually get the chance to talk to him and ask him questions and turns out like, wow, it's really all genuine. And then just like you guys said, the way he, how much he cares about the program, his coaches, his teammates, and how much he cares for the fans. He says he does it all for the fans, which is really cool to hear. And obviously he talked about how he wants these Chicago kids to follow in his footsteps. Like the 89 team was all, all Illinois kids. And Io might've just opened the door for something like that to happen again, because so much talent comes out of Chicago. And now with Io coming and Adam Miller coming, more people are going to come. So just props to him for being a really good guy and caring so much about the program. Yeah, no, I think it's just super dope to see like how much he cares about the program, which is everybody said my favorite part was definitely that, you know, he picks LeBron James first overall, uh, just because he's the most unstoppable 2K character of all time. But yeah, no, I think it's really dope, especially when he talked about, you know, how the whole year was a turning page after, you know, I think Alec asked that question, but which is something that we saw, um, like we all knew how good this team could be. It's just, they had to, find out how to play with each other and as soon as they did that you know six game winning streak you know 21 wins all that um so no it was just super dope to talk to him and yeah also um I know we mentioned on the last podcast that oh, we're gonna have a horse competition when we all get back to school I would just like to note that I won the Twitter poll um, I would I would also like to say that that was collusion the whole time Gabby was texting all her friends she had her dad retweet it. She had her dad retweet it. Come on. Yeah, my dad. We saw. We saw. He was one follower. Mr. Haidu definitely voted for me, though. He, he'll he tell you that he voted for you, but he voted for me. Probably, honestly. I feel like we all actually got pretty good showings. Not to, not to roast shade Alec, but I didn't see your name getting too many votes. I didn't retweet it. <laughs> 
Yeah. Let's not make excuses. Let's not make excuses. I just like want to know that. I mean, like, it's okay. You guys can. We'll see what happens. No, we'll see what happens, though. You guys can take the underdog role. I'll take. You know, like I understand, (laughs) but I think you guys. You guys. I play basketball like almost my whole life. You guys (laughs) underestimate me. I will cook you on the court right now. I will. Okay, Alec, let's not go there. Because, okay, maybe you could beat me one-on-one because of your height. I'm literally 5'2". So I will dunk on you. Yeah, you could. Anybody could. I would love That's to record that. That's not saying anything. That is not saying anything. I if we record that, that, can that go on the Daily Illini Sports Twitter? And Like, if you think it's an award or an honor <laughs> to dunk over me, then, like, that's I don't know sad. if it's an honor. It'd just be funny. Sure, dunking over a 5'2 person, like, because I can do anything. I mean, like, that's fine. Like, you can talk, you can talk, you can talk your game. But, like, <laughs> when I come out lights out shooting, I can hit half-court shots. Like, I will stuff it. I will stuff it. I'm just oh, to the court. I didn't know you played defense and horse, but okay. Hey, well, we said we're going to recreate this whenever it is we're back at school. So yeah. we'll see. We'll see, Gabby. Stay Alex tuned. Alex was because he got the least amount of votes. I didn't retweet it. I don't know. Oh? We'll run it back. But I retweeted it. Josh, I feel like Josh is going to come out of nowhere and win. Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a sleeper pick, guys. I'm, I played for quite a few years, too. <laughs> anyway, uh, thank you guys again, all, all, as always, for joining us. Um, for Josh, for Alec, for Gabby, I'm Brendan. Um, yeah, it's been a Daily Line Podcast.